What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 117 of your favorite podcast, the Gordai Podcast. I am your host, Justin Haley, alongside my co-host, Scott Simmons, and we are bringing you the last elite podcast of 2020. Oh my goodness, inside, there are some fire flames. Listen, listen, do not have your speakers turned up too loud. Fire flames will roll through them. You will burn yourself, and I cannot take responsibility. I go off inside. I cannot wait for you guys to hear this one. I think you're going to absolutely love it. As always, brought to you by Revive Supplements, brought to you by Raw Supplements. Use code Mahaley at checkout. Be ready. Have the fire department on speed dial because it is going down. The last podcast of 2020. Leave us five-star reviews if you love us. Thank you guys for all the love and support this year. I'll see you inside. Women, I'm, I have awful news for you guys. I have really, really, if you're a female, you're listening to this. Awful, awful. Awful news for you guys. You guys ready for this? Harvard essentially has stated that your uh, role on this planet is to just be a hole. <laughs> How kind of them. Right. How kind of them. Harvard calls women birthing people because not all who give birth are women. Look. I'm a scientist, right? <laughs> Before your emotions, before your feelings, I believe in science. I believe in facts. I believe in data. I believe in logic. I believe in truth. I believe in reasoning. Do you believe in DNA? I believe in DNA. Okay. I believe in evolution. Okay. I believe that if you have a vagina, you are a woman. <laughs> and there's a multitude of reasons why. Let me explain. So whether you believe in evolution or you believe in um, I, I guess like the other approach is like the Adam and Eve approach. Yep. Both of them start in the exact same place. Yep. There's a woman <laughs> that conceptualizes. <laughs> this is true. A, yeah. a, 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 the life that has been created here on planet earth. Mm -hmm. And it all started with women because mm -hmm. women, women don't care about your emotions, but I don't care if you identify as something else. Mm -hmm. A woman is capable of giving birth to new humans. Men yeah. are not capable of giving birth to new humans. So if you call yourself a man, if you try, call us. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you know how rich that guy would be. <laughs> like, can you imagine first yeah. male ever gives fucking birth to like it's not even possible? No, yeah, right? that'd be crazy. Harvard, look. Yeah, I was talking to Jasmine. What about was this. wait wait? What yeah. was the study? Like, what did did this well, come out no, of nowhere? It's not even a study. It's just a premise. They they just decided. You know what? Today, we're going to ruffle. Was some this feathers. a group at Harvard or a single person, you think? So this is what Jasmine and I were talking about. Okay. This is the issue when there's no checks and balances in terms of political favor. Yeah. Harvard and majority of the Ivy League schools are extremely liberal. Like uh -huh. if you have uh -huh. a conservative voice, you're not even allowed there. Yeah. I mean, they they, they literally kicked Ben Shapiro off of campus, mm -hmm. off of a, um, a, a thing he was invited to. Because he has a more conservative voice than what they allow on their campus. Okay. Like they completely silence and mute anything that's not liberal, mm -hmm. right? This is what it turns into. This is the problem. You see, in our government, there's a massive system of checks and balances. Sure, mm -hmm. like at times it seems like, man, like things are very Republican right now. Yeah. Or things are very liberal right now. Yep. But it was it's a it's a it's a pendulum, right? It swings back to the other side. Eventually it's checks. And it's balances. So yeah. these schools have completely suffocated mm -hmm. anything that's not liberal. 
out of their existence. They don't even believe it. It doesn't even exist within the, the area code that the school fucking is. Like, what do you it do? Is liberal. What do you this do with your happens. student who you're not? Is you, not we is, don't go there. Well, no, no. But what? Like, do you just leave? You're like, fuck it. I'm yeah. just gonna leave. Yeah, I guess. Or I do mean, you think you're, because? You're not welcome or do you think because of the status, you're like, okay, I should just take advantage of this and fake it? So I do also think there's likely people who just fake it. Yeah, it's like I just fit into to the get mold. That I need to get status. a Harvard degree to get to maybe, maybe run for president one day sure, or something like sure, that. Sure, sure. I need to have the Yale, the Columbia, the yep. Harvard, the Oxford. You know, whatever it might be. Right. Yeah. Um, and so this. This is exactly what happens. This is, I mean, this is not, this isn't politically correct. This is completely incorrect. This is so far beyond. This This is is cartoony. It's literally cartoon. (laughs) This is negating the reality. This is living in a false life. It's, it's the, have you ever heard something more demeaning or demoralizing to women? I know. And do do you think they think they're doing good by that? I have no because I, I would assume some female. So they want to include people who are who are females that give yes. birth who identify as, as males. Yeah. They want them to feel included. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are a female. Yeah. What you identify as is cool. You know, do your thing. Yeah. Honestly, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like we all have, you know, one of my really good friends is the top fucking transgender doctor in the world. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think you have your you can do whatever you want. Sure. Truly, sure. if it doesn't fucking interfere with my life, I don't give a shit. Yeah. The issue is now it's interfering with my life. There's very few things that trigger me. I wake up this morning, I see this fucking shit, and I'm like, oh, so that's all my mom was. Yep. That's all my mom was, was a birther. She she just. Michelle she, Obama. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> that's all she's like, good that's for. That's all she was. She took in a <laughs> semen and she let out a child. Oh, my God. Like, dude. you're good for a semen deposit and a child slide out. I just don't know like, why they think this would be a smart move. Whoever decided they, this and publicized it. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. They, they, they sit at these tables and they talk amongst themselves all extremely left-leaning yeah so far fucking left-leaning and these are the ideas mm-hmm. that come up mm-hmm. it would be the same thing if it was all a whole bunch of extremely far-right republicans yeah it yeah, would be yeah. like you know what fuck black lives matters um you know fuck abortion like you can't have abortion yeah. everyone has to go to church if you and there are those church. people and there are those people yeah. right the issue is those people, well, not the issue, <laughs> the item here yeah. is those are the types of people running these fucking colleges yeah. who have some of the most prestige in the world. And they were able to rise to the top throughout, you know, their liberal, whatever it might be, networks, their sure. the, the food chain, whatever it is. They were able to rise to the top, gain some power, but they suffocated out any any voice of reason. Yeah. A voice of reasoning is not a Republican. A voice of reasoning is a person that's slightly, that's your exact opposite, right? Mm-hmm. For every one far left, we need one far right and fuck it, even sit out, right? Mm-hmm. And like, we just don't have that checks and balances. So it seems like that's more common now. Yeah. Across many oh, it, it 100% is. High, top level people. Well, I think the the media also drives them to the sure, you know, div- sure. divisiveness is driven. Divisiveness means revenue money. Yep. Divisiveness means power to certain people. <clears throat> so if certain people gain power from the divisiveness, what are they going to do? They're going to drive the divisiveness. You know, like, it's not just going to stop when Biden takes office and Trump yeah. is out. The divisiveness is going to be driven even harder. It's funny because those people sit at the table. Yeah. Or like, you know what? 2020 has been pretty bad. Yeah, let's, let's make, make it, it fucking worse. Let's make it even fucking worse. <laughs> By calling women the most demeaning fucking thing you can possibly Birthing call Birthing people. So Harvard. Eventually you're not going to be a person. You. Yeah. I mean, right. You're you're be a, birth, a birthing capsule. Eventually we're all going to be, it's not even non-binary. We're just going to be non, 
anything. We're just going to exist. They're going to be carcasses. We're just going to exist. Yep. We're just going to breathe air and yep. eat and be, well, not human. That's it. We're, we're, that, that's it. Yep, we're done. You're, you're not a human. Yep, what nope. do you mean? I'm an amphibian today. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Um, tomorrow, tomorrow I am, what's tomorrow? Tomorrow's Wednesday? Yeah. 20, uh, 30th. Hmm. All right, on Thursday. Thursday, 31st. I'm going to, no, Friday. On Friday, I'm going to identify as Justin Fields. Sure. I'm going to fly out to New Orleans. Yep. I'm going to be the starting quarterback yep. for the Ohio State University. Yep. yep. And I'm going to beat Clemson. In but a when they game. ask you, I need your I need proof. No, you don't. No, you don't. You sure? You're not allowed to ask. No? Not allowed to, I'm Justin Fields. Don't ask questions. Yeah. I'm Justin Fields. You I said to, so. You need to check. I said so. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what's happening? Dude, this shit's, I mean, it's fucked up, right? It is. But it, we're, you know, we're in a case of Black Mirror. It, it will do. Oh, it's my coming. God. The simulation is so broken right now. It's fucking And coming. I know not all you believe in a simulation. I believe in a simulation. <laughs> and I I have very good reasons why I believe in simulations. You know who reached out to me? Who's that? Should I talk about this on the podcast? I already went if too you deep. Want, I don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't know who you're talking yet. to. Jordan Duggar. Yeah. Okay. He yeah. said, hey, I think enough time's passed. I think we can get on each other's pods. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, I have ideas. And oh, so, we, yeah, yeah, we were like FaceTime and we were like spitballing some things yeah, back yeah, and okay. forth and shit. So you guys just fucking wait. Although he's like, he's like, you know, let's, let's, let's schedule something out for like February, like allow a little okay, bit yeah. more time to pass. And yeah. like, God, why does it even matter anymore? But anyways, that's completely besides the point. point. So, you know, it's funny. We just kind of do. And like, I've noticed people around yeah. us, we just kind of do shit when, when we need to. Yeah. We just kind of like, we are the epitome of, we just like roll with the punches. We go with the flow. It's yeah. like, whichever way the air, the whatever, whatever direction the breeze is taking us, we just got to go, dude. It's yeah. fucking great. I don't know. I love it. Like, I love seems it. It to, makes, it seems makes to be working. Fuck, dude. We're throwing shit against the wall. And it's working quite well. Yeah. Hopefully, in twenty twenty, this podcast is one of those things. Well, Jesus Christ, right? This yeah. podcast is nuts. So we have what two days, three days left of what? And 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 twenty twenty. This is the last podcast. Of yeah, yes, yeah, so this is the last podcast. Twenty twenty. We got so fucking close to three hundred thousand downloads. We did really close, actually. Like we started this thing in May, in March, second week of March. I think so. I can go look back. So in what forty weeks? Yeah. We did almost 300,000 downloads. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty dope. fucking good. And how many reviews we had? Uh, we're at 409. 409? I'll look at I it right believe, now. While you, while you, while you say we all look. So when Jordan comes on, we're going to talk about this whole simulation uh, theory that he and I, <laughs> com- we, we, are, we are going to. That's going to be fucking crazy, bro. We're gonna, I th- you know what I think we should do? I think, I think Jordan and I are going to microdose mushrooms. And then talk about it. This podcast, and you're gonna have to like fucking be. I'm gonna have to direct. You're gonna have to be moderator. Watch when I'll throw God into it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God! You throw God into the podcast, me and Jordan, and it is going to go for hours. We're at 433. We have 433 reviews. Holy fucking tits! Yeah. That's bombs. Yep, that's pretty fucking awesome. So thank wow. you guys. Yeah. yeah, dude, thank you guys. That's absolutely bonkers. Seriously, I I've noticed there's a ton of new listeners. Oh really? Like that's did cool. our last episode do like bonkers I no numbers? I, have no I know that we'll it, check we're, it we're check this. After this. Yeah, I'll it check. did bonkers numbers. Yeah, we've like, been doing. We've been passing the what was it the two thousand mark? That's nuts. That's nuts. Yeah. dude, that's crazy. So, dude, you guys are absolutely fucking awesome. Um, oh dude, you guys, um, this, this fucking girl. Oh my God. I never opened it. So, so I shared the thing in my story mm-hmm. about like, like, uh, no, like literally if you're giving birth, oh, you're shit. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she came back so, and said something. So I had like 80 some people replied to it and there's one woman. Okay. One woman. I wish I had a drink. Is blowing <laughs> up. 
my DMs talking to herself, going absolutely bonkers. I haven't said anything back. I've just read all of them. Mm-hmm. I've said nothing back. Going absolutely bonkers about how you don't have to be a woman to give birth. And I'm just over here like, you fucking moron. Did you read why her, her reasoning? Yeah, because she like wants to, um, you know. Identify? She, 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 she thinks that it's like... <sighs> It's hard to wear this. Uh, she, she was stick, She was just really sticking her neck sure. out for like non-binary sure. or people sure. who identify as males who are who are women. And I hope most people don't get offended. Like you preface that is like you can do what you want. You can do whatever the fuck you but, want. I mean, come on. I support whatever I'm whatever sorry, you want to be. A female cow. Yeah. Gives birth. Gives, gives birth like a male cow doesn't. Yeah. A female everything yeah. mammal. Uh, the only male in the world that you gives know birth what? is a fucking seahorse. If it did, that's what we're gonna call. It. We're gonna call fucking women seahorses. <laughs> you fucking. I love me some seahorses. <laughs> I'm gonna wow. go out to the is club that, and get some. Seahorses. Is that better or worse? Way better than fucking a hole. <laughs> They're calling you a hole. That's true. They are. See, I see Man, I'd Harvard said it, so it's fact. Harvard said it, so it's fucking true. Jesus you know what? Yale, Yale can really play a big Trump card. Yeah, they throw they throw in their face. Dude, they can just be like, you fucking idiots. They'd be like, No, oh, what would oh. be funny is if they did your semen uh <laughs> what did you what did you call them? Men? I'm a I'm a semen producer. Semen producer. Yeah. If they yeah. came back and I said, new study. New study. All men are based on a previous Harvard study. Yeah. All men yeah. are semen producers. All men are just semen producers, <laughs> so you shall not call a male a Jack, male. They're jackhammers. They're they're jackhammers. That's all they are. So a woman's a hole, a male's a jackhammer. Thanks, Harvard. You fucking morons. So moron number two of the day is you guys, there was this thing that went around the other day and I got asked it in my Q and a Megan got asked in it in her Q and a. And after I addressed it, I realized where it came from. Oops. When you're wearing a fucking lifting belt. (laughs) What was funny is somewhere in the comments, I got sent something that said that this this person's like rebuttal. Uh So so someone commented on what I'm Mm -hmm. about to say and Mm -hmm. said, I always see these massive men in the gym wearing their belts as tight as they can. And like, I was wondering why I was doing something wrong. And this person's comment back was, this is why you need to educate yourself. Maybe maybe you should take your own advice. I I loved your point. What'd you say? How, where do you get a belt education? Yeah, literally. Where the fuck do you get a belt education? Harvard. That's where she went to school. She went to fucking Harvard. So when you're wearing a weightlifting belt, it's problematic because this person has a big following. And like a lot of the fitness information they put out is downright terrible. Okay. But used to be good. Yeah. But so I don't understand because you're, I mean, you're, you talk about it being tight. Yeah. And I've never understood why it's so tight. You wear a goddamn belt in the gym. You do not want two fucking fingers to go in between you and the belt. That is so. Why, why wear a belt? It would be counterintuitive, right? Why wear a belt? That's like saying you put a belt on your jeans to keep your fucking jeans up and you only make it, you you, you don't make it tight enough to fucking keep holding your, your jeans up. Your waist is a 32 and your belt's a 34. <laughs> your belt's a 34. That's literally the exact same okay. thing. What fucking logic does that matter? I mean, that's, is that stupid as fuck? It doesn't is sound right. stupid as fuck? Okay, but what, so tell, so, so why is it tight? So when you make your belt extremely fucking tight, what's this force? This forces your <laughs> abdominals to push back. Back away from their normal, um, like like their normal setting place, right? Well, what pulls the abdominal back? That doesn't just happen. It doesn't just push into your fucking organs. Like, that's yeah. not how this works. Yeah. There's these things called transverse abdominals. They're in between your uh, your abdomen and your back, and they actually attach in both. Your transverse abdominals are extremely important. You know when someone hits a vacuum, mm-hmm. their transverse abdominals are what's pulling that up. That's mm-hmm. all that is. It doesn't mm-hmm. have anything to do with serratus, obliques. It's only transverse abdominals. Okay. Your transverse, most people's transverse abdominals are extremely fucking weak, and that's why their gut just sits out. Yeah. A lot of um, 
And, and, and when your gut just sits out, that transverse abdominal is constantly being stretched, mm-hmm. right? Well, we don't want that. Why, why do we want that constantly being stretched? If a muscle is constantly under a stretched load, what mm-hmm. happens? Mm-hmm. That becomes its new norm. Now it's just constantly stretched. If a transverse abdominal is supposed to be an inch and a half long, it's constantly stretched. It's going to be three and a half inches long. It's just going to hang out there. Okay. We see this a ton in bodybuilders who aren't able to control their abdomen mm-hmm. because they're constantly force feeding, force feeding, force feeding, force feeding. They're constantly pushing their stomach out oh. and, or they walk very, um, or people walk just too, too lax in their, in their core. They have yeah. no core bracing when they walk. They just kind of let their stomach flow. Okay. And again, that, that stretches out that transverse abdominal. When we pull that belt, we crank that bitch as tight as you fucking can. Uh-huh. It forces your transverse abdominals to contract and pull your abdomen, the entire abdomen, your entire abdomen wall back into your gut. Okay, so your transverse abdominals are going to be contracted that entire time. You know what are actually really good exercises to do is find a super loose leather belt, a really fucking old super loose leather belt. And when you go on like walks and shit outside, put that bitch as tight as you fucking can around your waist. Like so fucking a training tight belt or a, yeah. or a belt. Yeah, belt. training belt. Okay. And put it as tight as you fuck. I have one out in the garage. Yeah. Put it as tight as you possibly can around your waist and you go for a walk with that thing on. It gives good back support. It's going to make your transverse abdominals abdominals tighten the whole time it makes your posture better mm-hmm. if we fucking have a belt on that's too loose your posture is still gonna suck mm-hmm. a massive part of wearing a weightlifting belt is even under heavy loads you maintain perfect posture if you if you aren't maintaining perfect posture then you're literally training through an inactive range of motion or a a um a counterintuitive range of motion. Mm-hmm. You're going against the target. You're going against the bias. You guys fucking God damn it, dude. Be fucking careful. You're taking fitness advice from because I see some whack fucking shit, but why, what, what, why, why you wear a belt in the gym to support you, to help brace you, to help uh, um, um, support your heavy fucking movements, support all of your lifts. Why the fuck would you want that to be? I mean, that's the, the honestly, someone asked me yesterday in my Q&A mm. what the dumbest fucking fitness myth you've ever heard was. And if Jillian Michaels hadn't just fucking said her stupid <laughs> shit the other fucking day, I yeah. easily would have said, why? put two fingers between your fucking So belt. since we're just talking about idiots and fitness, yeah. why did why, why did she even say anything like that? Um, so Jillian think? Michaels made a huge name off of, you know, fad. Everything that she has made a name off of has been fat. Was the biggest loser. Right? And that's who she was. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. she was on it, I believe, for a couple years. Years. several years um and she, so you know she got a name for it and stuff like that dude she is an absolute idiot she literally says in this fucking video she says i'm not going to get into all the biochemistry and biology behind this yeah because you don't know yeah. you don't know that you know you know what else when someone can't look you in the eyes like i noticed see, that i saw some comments saying yeah. like she can't like she kept moving her eyes and her hands were all over the well, every place. time we fucking record a video where am i looking directly into the soul of the fucking camera yeah Right where someone should look, yeah. right? Because I know what the fuck I'm saying. I'm mm-hmm. confident in my delivery. Mm-hmm. I know my word is good. Mm-hmm. She's looking around everywhere. I mean, dude, it's psychology 101. You know, I was yeah. a psych minor in college. Did you guys know that? It's psychology 101 yeah. is confidence in speaking. And she's in and she's, she has none. She's of jumping it. all over the place. She's jumpy. She's slouchy. She has to remember to pull herself upright. Like, dude, there's no capability behind the things she's saying to be true or accurate, just literally based on her body language. Yeah. Either that or she was fucking ripped on some heroin. <laughs> like she is fucking. Did you ever she's an idiot? Did you happen to go back and look at other videos? Of hers, no. She does this really? commonly where she sits on this wall and it's 
Oh, really? That kind of shit. You know what I mean? Really? But I don't know. I've never listened. I didn't listen to them all. Well, what's interesting is for someone who doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about, she obviously doesn't have like a script or anything. No. Like that's underneath the camera. No. Like how newscasters like talk. she, She just goes off the dome. She just like goes off the dome and like. I mean, you would think for someone who didn't have any fucking clue what they're actually talking about. Dude, honestly, she might be so disillusioned. She thinks she knows what she's actually maybe, speaking. Maybe on. it's really, I mean, because how old is she? Is she in her 40s? Yeah, she looks old. However old she is. Maybe it's the stuff she learned way back in the day Could've when been. Biggest Loser started and she just never learned new shit because she's so busy. Yeah, like 20 years ago, there was a big, um, there, there was a big push of like low protein and stuff like that. And, you know, protein being damaging to kidneys and shit like that. Yeah. Like now, obviously. And her experience is in extremely fat people. Yeah. Like incredibly fat people yeah. who have no muscle tissue whatsoever. Hmm. Like you're not talking to, you know, talking to like the average person in america yeah you're speaking to someone who's not in great shape but we also understand the average person in america does not have near enough protein intake she's 46 she's 46 man she looks a little older she looks a little older does she i thought she's mid 40s maybe maybe i'm just hating Probably. I was just so disgusted by I mean, it's pretty stupid comments. I'm not going to give a biochemistry or a biology lesson. I'm just not going to get into it. Like, I can talk about it for hours. Okay, then talk about it for hours. I I would love to debate you. Yeah. You can come on and you can come in sitting in the Grower Die podcast. Jillian Michaels, you want to come on this podcast? You're welcome. Someone fucking send this shit to her because she's fucking Christ, dude. She's miserable. The good thing is. We'll get you in February. Yeah, right. The good thing is, see, and, and this is another thing that like feels like I'm back in this little tiny corner in fitness because like where like like our target audience is deep in this niche yeah. of bodybuilding, of mental transformation and mental growth, of personal growth and, um, you know, overcoming adversity, struggle, challenges, all stuff like yeah. our niche is pretty deep here. Yep. And I think that's why we've been so successful. Yeah. But it's like, man, the people who really, really, really need to hear this podcast will probably never hear it. Right. The people who could really have their actual entire outlook, perspective, knowledge, everything on fitness and mental growth probably won't ever reach them. Because most of them probably think this is too much. Well, they think, yeah, they, 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 they think Jillian Michaels is word. Yeah. If me and Jillian Michaels are next to each other, they think she's probably the genius because she's been on TV shows. She's been XYZ. I can list my whole resume and they're not going to be impressed. And you could probably talk way over their heads. It's going to be so confusing that they're not, they're going to be like, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm going to have to dummy it down to such an elementary level that like, I'll have to go back and constantly explain every little. I would love to know. We'll never know this, but I would love to know if people listen to the podcast, especially your DMP or any other podcast that are really in depth. And if they listen, they go, I don't even know the fuck you're talking about. And they just get off and they never come back. Man, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. But I'm sure somebody's about, yeah. some, it's over some period of time. Somebody's yeah. going to do that. If, if, if you, um, if you didn't listen to, yeah, like if you didn't listen to anyone, you just dove right into one where I just went off, like yeah. on a deep rabbit hole uh-huh. science mm-hmm. and shit. Um, I, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I could definitely see that. Because I mean, that. the information is definitely intimidating at times. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I know there's times I'm like speaking a little deep and like, oh, I hate it. But you, I mean, you try but to it's keep good it as, too. Yeah. You try to keep it as layman as possible. Yeah. Right. That's all right. Um, something I've noticed recently, I, uh, I've taken on a few new clients recently. And so I want to talk about this. Um, what is a proper set? What constitutes a proper set for me and my, in my estimation? The number one item of a proper set, I believe, you know, get it, get mentally locked in. 
Mm-hmm. Like if you're going into the set and you're just like, oh, you know, I need to take this to failure and uh, all right, start repping. Like you're, you're not close. Mm-hmm. You're not close. Get locked in. Understand what the goal of this set is. Understand the place you have to go and the pain you have to endure to get to that goal. I think that's number one. Number two is selecting a proper starting biomechanical position. So make sure that we're in a conducive place mm-hmm. for you to perform and, mm-hmm. and, and for a, a stable place, the most stable environment for you to be able to take this set as far as you possibly can with the target, right? What I'm struggling to see, number one and number two, always almost always cross off the list for mm-hmm. my clients, right? I, I'm getting, I, I work with mostly pretty advanced people. Mm-hmm. Number three, I am getting sent training videos where the first few reps people are doing are not hard. On rep one of every single set that you do, you should be straining. You should be straining hard. Set rep one should be difficult. Rep one should not be easy. Rep one should not be a walk in the park. If you have 18 reps that you're about to hit for failure, Mm -hmm. rep one still has to suck. Like every single rep thereafter just gets harder. You just get mentally tougher the longer you train the optimal way, the fucking right way. Now I'm going to say my training way is the right way. Look at my fucking results versus everyone else's. And when you learn to push and push and push and go further, that's where you add a shit ton of reps on the end. That's where you find your own mental fortitude, your own mental toughness. Dude, if you're going in and your rep one of every single set's not extremely difficult, you stop right there. You rack that shit. You make it fucking heavier. And then you get back in and you go to work. You guys, it's really fucking simple shit. Every single set, the goal is providing an adapt a stimulus to the muscle that forces an adaptation that makes your nervous system go, oh shit, I'm not able to handle that. I need to improve. Mm -hmm. And what's the improvement? The improvement is accrual of new tissue. And the improvement is a neural adaptation of strength and of um, 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 connection within that target. So like a mind-muscle connection, or I prefer it be like a muscle-mind connection. Actually, I can actually explain a little bit later. Hopefully, I don't forget that. Um, You want to improve these connections. You want to improve these pathways. You obviously want to build muscle. You guys... Every single rep should be conducive towards that. You think a fucking rep that's easy as shit for your body is just to stroll through the fucking park is doing anything? No. No, absolutely not. It's doing absolutely nothing. That's called junk volume. That does not count. That's not a thing. That, uh, that's, there's no stimuli to be pulled from an easy fucking rep. You said it. Um, you said that, oh shit, like your nervous system is oh yeah. shit. I've noticed that for me, it's when I pull it off and I go, fuck, that's heavy. Yeah. Like immediately you kind of know. Yeah. Like, right? all, like this is about like, to be okay, a battle. Here we go. Like I'm in a fucking battle and I'm going to duke this. And you can't put it back. As as I can. Yeah. You can't <laughs> fucking put it back. It's time to go. Yeah. Every single lift you do, there should be an oh shit. Yeah. At the beginning. I felt it. I started to learn it on leg press. Yeah. That's a great place to start. Cause it, leg press, leg extension. Yeah. Um, the leg press and the hack squat for me were two big ones. Actually, yeah. actually bench press too. Yeah, like yeah. those are great places to learn. It's it's a fight or flight response. Mm-hmm. Like, shit, I got to go. Yeah. But, you know, you tap out of it. You don't really think about how hard it's about to be or anything. You, you just think about contraction, 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 contraction until you fucking fail, until you die under that mm-hmm. fucking load. You rack the goddamn load. You reset. You take as long a rest as needed. And then you're back up for another battle. Yeah. It's really that fucking simple. Another thing I want to touch on is... And, and as we approach the new year, there's going to be a lot of fitness 
trainers coach dude i just hate calling certain people coaches and trainers but everybody is like jesus fucking christ dude like there's there's just no morals in it you know like there's no quality in it like i was talking to somebody earlier um who who you know was discussing coaches having like sales and stuff like that and you know i said there's a reason that a lamborghini never goes on sale does it yeah lamborghini doesn't have annual sales kia's do Kia's have, you know, sales every month, every quarter. Kia has mm-hmm. huge sales. Mm-hmm. Chevy, mm-hmm. Ford, you know, all of them. They all have massive sales. Zero percent down. All the time. Lambo, Lambos don't. Lambos yeah. don't do any marketing. Lambos yeah. don't do advertising. The the one I always heard was, when's the last time you saw a Lamborghini commercial? Yeah, like you won't. The, you don't see them. You won't see one because their consumer yeah. is not watching TV. Yep. Like, What's a Lamborghini? What's Lamborghini doing as a company? Why are they doing it? What's Rolls Royce doing? What's Bentley doing? What are those guys doing? Mm-hmm. What's Kia doing? What shit? Look, there's nothing wrong with fucking Kia. There's some nice ass fucking Kias, right? Yeah, a company probably makes a lot more. <laughs> yeah, Kia probably makes a fuck ton of cash, don't they? But like, no one's going to argue that Kia is a better car than a Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, no one's yeah. going to argue that. So, if you're if you're bringing a Lamborghini service to the industry. And that's what you're doing. If your service is a Lamborghini, you're not going to put sales on it. You're not going to just accept anyone. Not just anyone could drive a Lamborghini right now, drive off the car, mm-hmm. drive off the lot with the car. Yeah. Right. Right now, we're about to see a lot of Kias. I also talk about this when I think it's tacky as fuck that coaches who have names are like marketing. Like none of them have Lamborghini services. Some of them have like Porsche services. Yeah. Like Porsche does a tiny bit, sure. a very okay. small amount I of see marketing. What you're saying. Yeah. But like, you know, their, their target consumer is not going to be mass audiences. Yeah. Right. It's still high end. Yeah. It's still high end, but like it's again, it's middle not high. Lambo. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> not the fucking Lambo. So there's, I, I think it's really fucking tacky when you see that shit. Like when you mm-hmm. see coaches who have names, like writing Instagram captions, they're just complete gimmicky. Mm-hmm. and i i like winning winning the show on 500 grams carbohydrates like dude if you make a post like that you're tacky mm-hmm. like you're uh, you're not to be taken seriously like you're looking for low-hanging fruit yeah to come in pay you 200 dollars a month get shit fucking service mm-hmm. get literally nothing in return mm-hmm. and what most of these people do is they load up their roster with 200 people um, like 200 bikini girls, again, the easiest barrier to entry, uh-huh. the lowest hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. You see 10, 20 winners a year. Well, that's only 10% of the roster. Yeah. What's the rest of the roster doing? The rest of the roster looks like fucking dog shit. They just pump and dump. They literally just pump and dump. That's, yeah. It's a conveyor belt. Yeah. And then these people are like, shit, that experience sucks. Now I see why Justin Mahaley is who he mm-hmm. is. I'm going to go hire him. And now I have shit to fix. Oh, and I have to break the news to you that you're not stepping on stage for 18 months because you're not close to ready. Mm-hmm. But I just competed three months ago. <laughs> not not on my stage. Yeah, I remember you got a kid. I don't remember when it, when it was. It was a while back. But he was getting ready to compete. Or yeah. someone told him to compete. Yeah. And like, no, you're not. Yeah. No fucking way. Yeah. Like, I remember that. Dude, we were that sitting in the office. Often. Yeah. That happens very often. Or I'm like, you're not close. Yeah. And like, then they're kind of shocked. But then I think this kid was like, I thought so. Yeah. He had something telling him. Yeah. 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 He, I remember here talking yeah. about because yeah. I have him on here now. And he, like, he's making progress and stuff. Sure. But dude, like he wasn't close. Right. Yeah. Well, when he goes on stage, probably... Uh, March, April, 2022, mm-hmm. he's going to win and it's going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause in his last show, he got his ass kicked. Yeah. If he were to compete this year, he would still get his ass kicked. 
He goes 2022, he's going to win. Mm-hmm. And I'll almost make a guarantee on that because I know what's going to happen here. You guys also have to understand that right now with the start of the year, what I was getting at uh, before I started you know, talking about Lamborghinis and Kias, <laughs> <laughs> there's no glamour in training properly, right? You know, a big thing in fitness and fitness influencers and all that stuff is posting these daily workouts and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what it should look like? Mm-hmm. Your daily workout for every single goddamn body part should be the exact fucking same as it was last time, mm-hmm. last week. Mm-hmm. And you should go back, you know, 16 fucking weeks on this person's profile and see the exact same goddamn daily workout. If, if, if you, you, you see, wait, yeah. wait, what do you, what do you think about an, as someone doing your entire, you know, the swipe workouts? Yeah. Yeah. And if five days a week. Yeah. And it's just the same exact fucking thing, but you're in just different clothes. <laughs> Fuck it. Because you're doing the same Fuck shit. It. Yeah. Doing the same goddamn shit. I wonder if that would do well. Yeah. I know. Right. I think, I, think people, I think people would be in LOL. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think people would be like, that's funny. There's no glamour in training properly. If you want something to actually like happen, if you, if you, if you're trying to make tangible progress, if you're trying to like really improve your physique, you're going to need to stick to the same training protocols for a really, really, really long time. You're going to be able to overload within them for a very, very long time, likely through at least two or three deload periods or full rest periods from mm-hmm. training. You're going to be able to improve so greatly. It's, 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 it's not going to be sexy. It's not going to be cool. It's not going to be trendy. It's not going to get a whole bunch of saves on Instagram and sins and comments and all that stuff that like it's, it's, it's not gonna, yeah yeah right <laughs> right but like all that's just temporary shit like all that it's just fluff it's yeah. just it's fairy shit it's, mm-hmm. it's it, there's no substance behind it like you also look at the physiques of people who do that none of them are impressive and yeah. you might be like well she looks so good no no, no. who looks good is it elite level elite level competitor yeah. put an elite level competitor next to whoever you're thinking in your mind right now and that person looks like fucking dog shit yeah it's just the nature of the beast right yeah. it's not to slight them yeah it's not a knock on them they all have different goals yep, yep, right yep. but if you want to have a really good physique if you want to have a powerful physique you need to train like the people who have them another thing to also understand is you need to realize that man a lot of these fitness influencers they are genetically gifted as fuck like 80% of their body's fat sores are in the fucking glutes, mm-hmm. right? But they can't even squat 200 pounds, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah, they have huge asses, but they can't do anything with it. They don't know how to make you build an ass. They have no fucking clue. Their booty program is doing nothing for you. It's a whole bunch of dog shots doing is delaying you from getting actual fucking real results because eventually you're going to stick with that for eight weeks. You're going to see a little tiny bit and be like, wow, that was fucking pathetic. And you're going to be driven to like hire a real fucking coach or who knows, yeah. you might hire a fucking fraud ass you know cheap coach easy barrier to entry and then you have to learn the hard way those from there. those people also understand those people are savvy enough to understand that they know that that's going to happen oh yeah yeah, yeah like the, this, the, the girls with the huge ass that she knows she's like well this just kind of happened to me yeah but like what's that person ever taught you yeah a big thing before hiring a coach is what's the value they've actually put into me yeah. if you're a complete beginner and you didn't know what protein carbs and fats were that's not tangible learning mm-hmm. you can google and learn that yeah go through my q a from yesterday you can't google and learn literally a single thing that i commented on mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. nothing at all who's high level learning like the questions these people get asked are like how, how many bcaa should i take yeah like how much water should I drink? Like that's not learning. That's not learning. That's not value. Yeah. You can Google all of that stuff. Tangible learning is people 
coaches, athletes, folks you look up to who are able to actually teach you something you can't learn on Google. You can't learn in a book. You can't learn with extreme experience. You only learn from that person because that's how their methods have developed and, and, and turned into. The tried and true. Focus on the tried and true. Go after what works. Don't be swayed by stupid, gimmicky fucking marketing. And you also have to understand, like, man, you know, a lot of these people's price points are absolutely ridiculous. Like, a lot of these people, we know someone who, well, God, the fucking two-finger belt girl. I hope she's not charging very much, quite frank. But, like, we know someone, you know, similar uh -huh. to that fucking person who's, yeah. like, charging more than elite-level prep coaches who doesn't even know how to set up a carb cycle. Yeah. But like, like that's ripping people off. That's ripping consumers off. That's mm -hmm. having no morals. Yep. And like, quite frankly, this is being a shitty human. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, you know that your worst not there, but because you have these extreme genetic gifts. Yeah. That were just transpired and 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 uh, they came to fruition through weightlifting, through eating food, through eating sure. well, sure. through nourishing your body. You're able to just rip people off. Like, that's fucked up. It is. Right. I agree. Like if you're hiring someone who charges more than $400 a month, they're not an elite prep coach. Yeah. A lot. Like, like I charge 500 a month. If they charge close to where I'm at. Yeah. And they're not elite level prep coach. They're ripping you off. They're more than your car payment. Yeah. Then yeah. That's, yeah. That's something to think about. Absolutely. Like, and that's, but that's what elite level coaching should be. Like sure. elite level coaching, it for should a, be more for than a your competitor. Car. Yeah. Who's looking to win yeah. the stage. You want to win some fucking shows. Yeah. You want to be in the best goddamn shape you ever yeah. could imagine. Yep. You want to get service. You want to be a Lamborghini. Mm -hmm. well, you're probably going to go to the Lamborghini shop to get a Lamborghini. Yeah. But like the issue is there's fucking, there's key, there's used car Kia salespeople <laughs> who are selling this shit for the price of a fucking Lambo. Yeah. Just and don't, there's dumb consumers buying it. You're buying a, um, you're buying a fallacy. No, you're buying it. Wow. I had a cool one. It was Damn fucking it. gone. It's got a fucking lawsuit. It's, it's not a repoed car, but you're buying a... Uh, what the fuck <laughs> like, happens when you, your title is... Uh, um, a a salvage title? You're buying a salvage title. You're buying a salvage title. You're buying a salvage title yeah. Lamborghini. 100%. You're buying a piece of fucking shit. Yeah, a piece of fucking shit, right? Yeah. Like, you guys need to be fucking careful with this shit. Like, the, I think it's so, so, so important. So understand... If you're training, actually, if you're training properly, you're gonna. It's not gonna be sexy. It's not gonna be glamorous. The people who know what they're doing, it's not sexy. Watching me at the fucking gym, you might think I'm the most attractive man in the world. You go to the gym, watch me Hatfield squat. It's not sexy. It's not good looking. It's brutal. It's dirty. Yeah. It's grungy. It's ugly. It's like laying it's, on the floor it, in the dirt. It's laying on the fucking floor, rolling yep. around in the dirt. Having fucking Mark come up, be like, dude, are you good? You need any water? And he yeah. can't fucking mouth anything back to him because you're so fucked. Just give him a thumbs up. <laughs> like that's training. Yeah. And that's where training should be taken <clears throat> to. Right. A thing I, 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 I also wanted to touch on here was how to optimize your training. I think we have a lot of new listeners coming in, yep. but okay. this is something that's going to help our old listeners as well. Cause I've never talked about this before. Okay. And this is something that I did early on. When I was still in, you know, really learning the deep level physiology after I had my degree, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, taught me how to think mm -hmm. <laughs> and how to explore. But outside that, it didn't really teach me much. Yeah. I would go into a training session and I would do a Google search on the muscle that I was about to train. Mm -hmm. I would find the orientation of that muscle or muscles. And I would grasp like an understanding of how it travels from origin to the insertion. 
What does that mean? So the full active range of motion is when the muscle contracts from the entire origin through the entire uh, through the entire insertion, and there's going to be a load distributed throughout that active range of motion that's displaced across the muscle at different variants, different points throughout that origin to the insertion. Well, can, okay. we, can we use an example? So the, yeah. che- the, the chest. Yeah. Right? So I think an easy one for, for people is the bicep. The bicep. Cool. So bicep, super simple, right? Put your arm straight out and your bicep is completely stretched. Mm-hmm. All right. The, or the, the insertions down around your, you know, elbow and the origin is actually right underneath your pecs, right? So it travels through your anterior deltoid right underneath your pecs. So oftentimes while we see a torn bicep mm-hmm. will roll up into your pec, or a torn pec can actually detach part of the bicep um, mm. as well. Okay. So how does this travel from origin to insertion? So it's going to start, you start the curl and at the origin down by your elbow, this is the first place that contracts, mm-hmm. right? My, my elbows at what? 179 degrees right now. Sure. Sure. And it's already starting to contract. Yeah. Okay. At 180 is going to be relaxed. Your triceps going to be contracted. Your, your, your biceps going to be completely stretched. 179 degrees bicep contracts all the way down at the origin. Now it's going to travel up as you curl. It travels all the way up. That stainless travels all the way up and you see the bicep become a literal ball travels all the way, all the way, all the way, all the way. And now I'm at, am I at 90 degrees? I'm around Almost. 90 degrees. I'm around 90 degrees. And the, the, the peak load is right in the middle of the origin and the insertion. I'm at 90 degrees. I'm halfway through the plane of 180 degrees to zero degrees. I keep going. I keep going. I'm at 45 degrees. And now the load is compl- is almost to the top Right, right by that insertion, it's getting really close to that interior delt. All that load is right is being managed right there, about uh, about 85 percent of the way up the arm, and you finish when your forearm hits your bicep. At this point, the bicep peak is completely contracted. We have some anterior delt that's firing here now because the bicep's running. Excuse me, underneath that anterior delt, and now we go all the way back down. All the way back down to straight. That's just understanding a simple origin to the insertion of the bicep, of the muscle. Every single one of your muscles works this way, right? So you're training calves, you're training quads, you're training anything. Do a quick Google search. Understand the origin and insertion. Understand the planes of motion through which it could, that, that muscle contracts the best. And let that thought boost your training. Think about it your entire, your entire training session. It's going to help a lot of you on your lats, right? People are really poor at training their lats. Mm -hmm. If you understand how that lat fires, it's going to help you much, much, much better understand how to properly train that lat. So that's, I I, I want you guys to be cognizant of that and then actually put that into practice of, I am going to go into the gym, understanding exactly how to simulate this muscle from origin to insertion. And then you're going to train through that entire active range of motion. Something that I really believe is super important is after the basics are nailed, it's, you know, tapping in mentally. Um, it's, it's understanding how to optimize your training, understanding active range of motion, understanding all that stuff. After the basics are nailed, now we, we need to learn how to flip gears. What I mean by flip gears, we need to get fucking angry. We need to learn how to get fucking pissed off. Like, people go into sets. I mean, I see it posted every day on social media. I see training videos sent by my clients every day that I'm like, you need to get mad. Mm-hmm. Get fucking pissed off. Go into the fucking set. I, I I don't know how. I mean, 
did you ever play a sport? Did you ever play a sport where you, I mean, when you're in the game, you're not in a happy mood. You're fucking angry. Mm -hmm. You're pissed off. You got this opponent trying to stop you from scoring the fucking ball. Fuck that person. Run that bitch over. Fucking get them out the way. And you need to fucking score. You need to win. It's about scoring the most points and bodybuilding. It's about progressive overload, beating your fucking logbook, scoring the most points throughout every single fucking set you're doing. And you're just taking a lackadaisical approach of, okay, you know, 300 pounds. See how many reps I get. See how many fucking reps you get. Fuck that. Go in there and give that bitch a fucking ride, dude. Take her around the block a few fucking times. Fuck it up. Get fucking angry. That shit could collapse on you and tear your fucking quad. You're all, you're gonna act like it's your fucking friend and it's your friend. It's your fucking enemy. So fucking train like it, dude. There's nothing that is more infuriating than watching people just go through the motions when they lift or like they're lifting and like they're targeting the muscle and like they're having a jolly good time, but they're not fucking angry. If you're a fucking bodybuilding competitor and you're not training angry as fuck, I don't care if you're the small novice bikini girl, get fucking pissed off when you go into the set. Like has nothing ever happened to you in life that just really drives you to a dark place. That's everything just been simple and fucking easy. Do you not have any fucking ammo to pull up? No one who ever doubted you. No trauma from your childhood that fucks with you. No trauma from your young adult life, from your adult life. No bullshit that's ever just raked you through the fucking mud. Like you don't have any of that. Cause like, I mean, I can't fucking relate. I think most people can't fucking relate. Well, fucking think about it. Pull it up. Pull up those bad memories. You want a goddamn therapy session? You don't need a goddamn psychologist. All right. You might need a psychologist. But you go into the goddamn training session. You let those fucking demons come out and fly when you're fucking training. Watch how your training session goes. Watch how relieved you feel afterwards. Watch how much better you're able to control your fucking emotions when you know how to flip that goddamn switch. You need to learn how to flip the switch. You need to learn how to fucking control that shit. Channel that shit. You will never win a bodybuilding show by training like a fucking pussy. I can promise you that. You'll never have a good physique if you don't know how to fucking flip that switch and get goddamn fucking pissed off when you go into a set. I don't want to see that shit. You guys send me fucking training videos where you're being soft. I will rip it apart. I will tear that shit apart. Go in there. Get fucking angry. There's something that can piss you off right now. You want something to piss you off right now? Someone else is working harder than you. Someone's going to completely fucking embarrass you. If you're a bodybuilder, at some point in your career, that's going to happen. You're going to get completely demoralized, dehumanized, and embarrassed on that stage. Now, I just happen to be the one doing that to people. <laughs> it feels fucking good, man. Mm -hmm. But I've had it fucking happen to you. <clears throat> yeah. I've been fucking embarrassed on stage. It's all fucking fun. Jeez, yeah, that's got to suck. You got to travel to a dark fucking place, and you really need to understand how to control the, uh, traveling to the depths of your fucking mind to get something conducive out of a fucking set. By the end of every single set, I truly, you should be hanging on by a goddamn thread. I've talked about this before on, um, on Instagram and, you know, I, I tell my clients, like, man, the best way to learn how to train is come down to come down and train, come down, watch me train, come down, mm -hmm. you know, come down, watch fucking Megan train, mm -hmm. watch fucking Brandon train, mm -hmm. like come down and fucking train and, and, and let's really see what you're fucking made of. Let's really see what you got. Watch fucking Emory train. Yeah. Alexa, like any of those fucking people yep. come on down here, tap into it with us. And let's really see what you got. You should be hanging on by a fucking thread. You finish a set and you should feel queasy. You should see stars. You should just, the only thing you're able to do is close your fucking eyes and wait for it to come back. There's no getting right up. There's no hopping on your phone. There's no laughing. There's no chatting. It's just like you're stuck in this place in your mind of complete solace and complete silence, but complete and utter fucking pain. That's how you know you finish a set.
I don't care if it's bicep curls. I don't care if it's dumbbell lateral raises. That's where your fucking set needs to be. After every single set, there should be a fucking spiritual release of, oh my God, what the fuck just happened? You're like, you want to be a bodybuilder. This is your litmus test. I posted litmus test. That's on my IG story that I appreciate a fuck ton of you guys shared. And like, I thought that was really fucking cool. This is your goddamn litmus <laughs> test. Every single set. Do you want to be a good bodybuilder? Prove it then. Show me. Don't fucking talk about it. Be about it. Take that goddamn set. So you feel like you're actually about to die. So you actually feel like I might have to go to the hospital after this fucking set. If you can't fucking do that, you got, you don't even talk about competing. Don't even talk about being a fucking bodybuilder. You're not shit. You're fucking, you're closer to picking up fucking bingo at the local bingo club, bingo club than you are being a bodybuilder. You can't take a fucking set there. Like, doesn't it piss you off thinking about losing? Like, not a fun fucking thought. We're approaching the new year. A lot of you guys are going to hire coaches. A lot of you guys are probably going to hire team Haley. Not many guys are probably going to hire me. Um, just being a hundred. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, your job is to execute. Understand it's your, your coach doesn't run this fucking show for you. your coach is guiding you. Your coach is like the navigation system. All you got to do is fucking follow it. And you're going to end up at your destination. Right. But the navigation system doesn't drive your car. You have to drive your car. You have to make the decisions to turn at the right places to go to the speed limit, not get pulled over. I don't go to the fucking speed limit, not get pulled over, you know, not getting in a car accident. The navigation system doesn't drive for you. your coach doesn't fucking drive for you. The reason you know why the reason I was asked this in Q&A, actually, I should have answered it. Like, why would you say most of your clients fail? You know, I have a very low failure rate. Mm -hmm. I have one client like I, I hardly ever get cancellations. I had a client who had the most ludicrous cancellation I've ever seen in my eight years. Like what a week ago. Mm -hmm. It was like a week ago. Yeah. I learned to fix this woman's life. Yeah, and she's yeah, yeah. like, I found a local coach who I vibe with. Yeah. I Have fun with your local coach. I'm a global coach with clients at the Olympia stage. See you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I told a fucking idiot. Yeah, what a yeah, moron. Yeah. Your job is to execute. Your job is to not collect validation. Your job is not to be high fucking strong and have a fucking paralysis by analysis to where you need an answer to every tiny little detail. The shit that doesn't even fucking matter. You have to have an answer to, you have to know that's not your job. You're every, if you hire a good coach, you hire a good coach. Your job is to follow exactly what's laid out in front of you. Mm -hmm. The reason most of my clients fail, there's two I'll give you. Number one, they're not able to execute at a high enough level for my expectations. And that leads into them not getting validation from me. I expect you to progress every check-in. Mm -hmm. If back-to-back check-ins look the same, you are a problem. You did something wrong. I do not ever send Matt back-to-back check-ins to look the same. Mm -hmm. It does not happen. I, I, I do not allow that to happen. I go so fucking hard. I just checked in this morning and Matt was like, fuck, that's nuts. Yeah, I know. Guess what he's going to say next week? Fuck, Justin, that's good. I'm earning it. Every single week, it's getting better. Good coaches don't just have clients flame out and like, oh, I don't know how to figure it out. I can't remember, I can't remember last time I had a fucking client who like had me stumped. You, if you hire a good coach, that's up to you. You do your fucking homework. You do your research. You understand what you're getting into. If you hire, you invest in a good coach, it will work. Only as well as you will work. If you're not willing to put the fucking effort in, I mean, elite level effort. I mean, everything I just talked about with the training, I mean, zeroing out your food, beating your previous cardio time every single week. If you're not willing to put in that effort, then not worthwhile. 
That's on you. That's on the client. That's on like, how are you going to call yourself a competitor, but you're not willing to do everything you possibly can to compete at an elite level. What's the point? I mean, like that goes for lifestyle clients too. Good coaches don't just have clients fail. Yeah. Good coaches sometimes have to be motivators, but holy fucking shit, dude. It's the third quarter. You just went down two touchdowns. You really need your coach fucking motivate you. You're losing. You're losing the battle. You had two bad check-ins in a row. You need motivation? No, you don't. You need a new hobby. You need to find some mental fucking fortitude inside that dense fucking skull. And you need to make it fucking happen. It's just reality. This is also probably why I'm not the coach for you. Because a lot of you guys are sitting there nodding your head. But you don't actually want that level of accountability. You don't actually want to be great. You just want to think about it. The thought of being great sounds cool. Getting off stage and hugging your family. Oh my God, I won, I won, I won. But you won't fucking work for it. Remember after the Ohio? Mm -hmm. I work for that feeling every day. Mm -hmm. I came out of the fucking curtain with my big goddamn ass trophy knowing I just fucking slayed every man who stepped on stage against me. And there were all my fucking friends right there waiting with open arms, bawling their fucking eyes out of what the fuck just transpired. I work for that fucking feeling every day. You also work for back in 2017. I didn't win the Mr. Ohio. Well, my class, I didn't win the overall. I work for that every single day. Cause I never want to feel that again. I don't ever want to feel that again. Good coaches don't have clients flame out. It's the client's fault. So look yourself in the fucking mirror. Ask what the fuck's going on. What can I do better? And then you improve. You improve upon it, period. Point blank. Progressives should be fought for tooth and nail every single day. Now, I'm also not going to take blame off coaches. There's coaches doing dumb shit. Have I not addressed that enough? Like, there's coaches that are undereducated. There's some big name coaches who are complete fucking clowns. Like I literally said last night, I had that pharmacology 101 rant on my Instagram. So I hope everyone listens to that shit was fucking fire. You know how many fucking coaches are like, no, don't, you know, you can't use that. No, that's bad. No drugs bad. If, if, if anyone says a black or white answer to a drug, do not ever, do not ever listen to them again. They have no fun clue what they're talking about. I don't care if it's a fat burner. I don't care if it's an anabolic. I, that's dangerous because if they're giving drug advice, they're likely having clients on drugs. Mm -hmm. That's problematic. You have no fucking clue how to run drugs in clients if you give black and white answers to drugs. You have no fucking clue. That's why you do your research, realize what you're getting into, and then you attack like crazy. When you hire a truly good coach, you attack almost blindly to the protocol. You know how many questions I've asked Matt in our 13 months together? Zero. Hmm. He sent me the blueprint. He followed. And I, like a fucking soldier follow mm -hmm. look at my results mm -hmm. and i'm going to continue doing that mm -hmm. if you have a question every fucking day i would look in the mirror and question yourself what's their questions about execute execute mm -hmm. i mean it's laid out like well you you see my fucking client protocol mm -hmm. i mean holy fucking balls could it be any simpler yeah it is in your fucking face yeah. in your fucking skull this is what i need to do and mm -hmm. if i do this if i do this to the best of my ability Fuck, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good. Mm -hmm. It's really simple, mm -hmm. right? So you need to understand going into New Year, if you hire a coach, your responsibility is still, if you hire a good coach, a good coach, uh, there might be 10 fucking good coaches in the entire industry. Wow, that's way too many. There's like six. 
I'm talking high level contest prep coaches. You take all the high level contest prep coaches there are like six of them. I would actually trust to prep a loved one, someone I actually care about. You hire a good fucking coach, put the goddamn blinders on at work. Magic will happen. Mm-hmm. Magic will happen. Put the blinders on at work. And last note, professionals stick to the schedule. Amateurs let life get in the way. You want to be a bodybuilder? Really? There's no time off. There's no. You know what I did on Christmas? I hit my food. You know what my whole house did on Christmas? We hit our fucking food. You might be sitting there like, that's extreme. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to be Mr. USA. What are your goals? Where are your goals at? Is it to win a local level show? All right. Take Christmas off. Is it to win a national show? <laughs> I'd recommend not taking that day off. Now you're a day behind everyone else who didn't. It's to be an elite level IFBB pro. You definitely might want to get used to not taking Christmas off. Any holidays off. You know what I'm going to do on New Year's? Hit my food. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do New Year's Eve? I'm going to hit my food. January 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, my birthday. I'm hitting my fucking food. Mm-hmm. That's what it fucking takes. Professionals stick to the schedule. Amateurs let life get in the way. You guys, thank you for all the love, all the support. 2020 has been magical because of you guys. We cannot wait to get back in here for you guys. The first podcast of 2021 will bring some fire. You know, we always going to bring the fire. Seriously, we love you guys. We thank you guys. Dude, 2020 has been lit. It has been 2020 has been lit. I know, right? That was wild, man. That was cool. 2021, we're going to get, we're going to get a million downloads. We're going to get a million fucking downloads 2021. I bet. Okay. Yeah. I can see it. I'm I'm speaking into existence. I I know that that's a huge, that's a big number. You get 300,000 year. Not even year year, one. Not even year one. By year one. By year one, we might be at 450. By year one in 12 months total, we'll have 300 for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be easy. By the end of January, we should have it, right? I bet we'll have three, be 354. Yeah. 350 to 400. In year one? In year one. Yeah, so... So, yeah, yeah. if we do it, it's... We have Just keep growing. A mil by two years? That's pretty I, fucking I love cool. That. Yeah, I love All that. Right, it's going to fucking it. happen. Go. All right, thanks, you guys. We love you guys. And, man, you guys have a very happy, have a very blessed, and have a very safe New Year's. Go Buckeyes. We are going to beat the goddamn brakes <laughs> off Clemson. Oh, my God, we are coming. I cannot fucking wait. We'll see you in 2021.